morning. We'll go ahead and get started. To the book of John, John chapter 19 and verse 28. Uh, how many of y'all discovered the fact that last week, and I hadn't made any announcements, we put them back up here, but just so everybody know, Wednesdays linger longer. <laughs> this Wednesday. Two weeks from today, the fifth Sunday is going to be the community singing, and it's going to be at the Tabernacle in Hartsville. It's going to be a good time, Bill Gaither kind of setting. Uh, we're going to be there. We're not going to be doing any special singing because several of our folks are going to be gone and just getting back that day, and so they're going to be practicing, so I didn't enlist us except just to go and be there and have a good time. And everybody take a, a, some kind of a finger food so we can all have a good time of fellowship. Anyway, last Sunday in the bulletin, as I gave it to you to, for your devotion, to talk about uh, the, you know, Christ dying on the cross, and I mentioned six sayings of Christ. Anybody catch that where I said there's six? Any of you catch that? Well, if you didn't, there were seven. I did that just to see if you'd catch it. Nobody caught it. You've got to hold the pastor to this thing now, okay? Don't just take it just because the pastor said it. I might be reading out of peanuts sometime, and you won't know it if you don't, you know, got to follow along. But anyway, in John chapter 19, verse 28, And after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the Scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was a set of vessel full of vinegar that filled, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it in, upon hyssop, and put it to his mouth. And when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Now, that the one, the, the seventh one I didn't get in your bulletin was, I thirst. But Jesus here, this last saying that we have recorded here in the book of John, it's actually not the last, because the last is when he, when he said it's finished, he bowed his head, gave up the ghost, as he was saying, Father, into thy hand I commend my spirit. But the, the saying, it is finished, has been preached about, taught about, and, and, and acted upon all through the time. What, when, he, when he said it is finished, the plan of salvation was finished. When Jesus hung on the cross, everything that was necessary for you and I to have complete forgiveness from Almighty God was taken care of that day. There's nothing that we can do to get any more forgiveness than what we've already got access to. Did you know that? And, and listen, somebody say the bigger the sin, the bigger the forgiveness. Oh, no, no. When it comes to God, forgiveness is forgiveness and there's no big and little. You know, God may have forgiven me because of some bad things that I did and in my life back before I got saved. You may not have did those bad things, but your forgiveness was just as big and just as real as my forgiveness was. So the plan of salvation was finished when Jesus said, it is finished that day when He hung on the cross. The sacrifice for sin. Up until that time, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, to get forgiveness of sin, they had to bring a sin offering, a lamb or, or a calf, and bring that sin offering and, and, and present it to the priest, and they'd put their hand on its head, and they would confess their sins, then the priest would kill it and take it in, burn it, and then take the blood and put it on the altar. But when Jesus died, the sacrifice for sin was finished. There remains no more sacrifice, the book of Hebrews tells us. So when He died on the cross and said it is finished, He was saying there's no need 
for any other sacrifice because I am the supreme sacrifice and it's finished. Not only that, but when he uh, said it is finished, he was announcing to the world that his earthly life, as people knew it up to that point of time, was finished. Because from that point on, even though he was on the earth for a period of time, his life was altogether different. It was, and so his life, earthly life, was finished. But let me tell you something. I can, I, this came to me, and I'll have to tell you where this came to me from. I was talking to our good friend, Brother Henry Melton, several weeks ago. And, and we were talking, I was sharing with him about how that God had, had brought Ginger back from the dead. And, and he just got all excited, and he said, Isn't it wonderful to know that when Jesus said it is finished, he didn't say, I'm finished. So it, man, it got big in me, and the thought came, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. He finished the plan of salvation. He finished the sacrifice. He finished his earthly life as we knew it up until that time, but he didn't say, I'm finished. Because, folks, when it comes right down to it, he was just actually getting started, if we could understand that and receive that this morning. See, when Jesus said it is finished and gave up the ghost, they took the body down in a little bit and went and laid it in a tomb. But Jesus didn't stay in that tomb. His spirit, who he really was, went in the heart of the earth. Just like he said of Jonah, as Jonah was three days and nights in the heart, the belly of the whale, so must also the Son of Man be three days and nights in the heart of the earth. So Jesus went into the earth. He went right down into Satan's domain, so to speak. And according to the book of Colossians, in the book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, it talks about how that he overcame all the principalities and powers and made a show of them open. You see, having spoiled principalities, that's talking about Satan. And powers, that's talking about his demons. And he made a show of them across. But he went and, and, and firsthand, because of what he did in his death, defeated Satan and completely overcame him. And then when he rose again the third day, he made a show of that. And he said, look, I'm the one that stands in the midst of the churches, and I, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and hell. How did he get those keys? Because, folks, I'm telling you, he completely overcame and defeated the devil. No, he wasn't finished yet. He was just getting started. Amen? See, it, the, as we read in Ephesians that, uh, chapter 4, it says that, that he, who is he that ascended, but he first that also descended into the, into the lowermost parts of the earth. And when he came out, he led captivity captive. He moved paradise. He moved those Old Testament saints. And then when he ascended into heaven, he took them with him. And paradise, folks, is now in heaven. And it's where Jesus is because you remember Jesus said to the thief, Today will you be with me in paradise. I, I, you know, y'all have to forgive me for acting like I'm preaching this morning. But this thing is just too real to me to stop. I can't, I can't slow down and just teach, okay? So just bear with me. Pray for me. Love me. Okay? Hey, he showed himself alive. We don't have to take man's... Uh, 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 we don't have to just take his word for it because we can take man's word for it. He showed himself alive. Acts chapter 1 talks about how that, that he did this for a period of 40 days. In Acts chapter 1 it says the former treatise... This is, this is Dr. Luke writing to someone and he, and, and he says... Of, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through, did I not leave out a verse? Through <laughs> the Holy Ghost. 
had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. By many infallible proofs. Being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Paul said that he was seen of Peter. He was seen of the, the, uh, the other apostles. And then Paul said this, he was seen of me as one born out of due season. Yeah, he, he, he continued his life for a period of 40 days here upon this earth because he wasn't finished yet. What did he do during those 40 days? He met with those disciples. He comforted those disciples. He commissioned those disciples. He helped them understand the direction he's supposed to go. I know there have been books written that said that during that 40 days he came to America and he went to England and he went to all of these places. And Folks, I, I don't know about all of that, but I do know this. For 40 days he was here, here on this earth and for 40 days he was still ministering to those disciples and those people around him. To 500 brethren at one time, Paul said, that saw him alive. So he was seen alive. He didn't just die and quit being on the cross. No, he continued to be here on this earth. And then he ascended into heaven. Oh, I love this. He ascended into heaven for a lot of reasons, but one reason he ascended to heaven was to prepare a place for me. What about you? Is he preparing a place for you? Can I tell you this? If you're not going to go to heaven, there's a place already prepared. But because I'm going to heaven, he's preparing me a place. If Jesus is not Lord of your life, there's a place prepared. And folks, it's not, it's not a good alternative. I don't know why when, when we have all of this so freely given to us that someone would want to choose to go to hell. But people do that every day. Hey, I choose Jesus because He's preparing a place for me in John chapter 14. He said, Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. And the next verse says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. No, he's not through yet. He's not finished. Why? Because he's preparing me a place, and he's going to come back and get me. And he can't be finished until he comes and gets me, according to his word. Amen? And not only that, he's not going to be finished then. And I, you know, we could preach about eternity, and you may think we've preached through eternity the time we get done. Hey, when he went to heaven, he sent the Holy Ghost. I said the Holy Ghost. A lot of folks don't like that term and that word, the Holy Ghost. Oh, they'd just say the Holy Spirit, and that's fine because you're talking about the same fellow if you don't. If you don't but the Holy Ghost sounds too rational. It sounds too wild. But in John chapter 15, verse 26, listen to what Jesus himself said. He said, but when the Comforter, that's the Holy Ghost, is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify me. Now what did he say he'd do? He said, I will send. I will send. He's still working. He's still taking care of business, folks. He's not finished yet. Amen. And, and, uh, and, and, and then in John chapter 16, verse 7, he talks about the same thing. He said, I will send. I will send the promise of the Father upon you. I will send. He's working, sending and doing and blessing us. Another thing he did before he ascended, he gave us his name to use. And, still alive, and he's still alive today to make it good. The name of Jesus still has as much power as it ever had. He sent out disciples one time and they came back. And this was when he was still on the earth. He sent out disciples one time and they came back and said, Even the devils are subject unto us in your name. In your name. The name. And he gave us that name to use. Mark chapter 16 
the disciples were in the upper room and Jesus came. And it said, as you read back in other parts of that, that when He came, He got on to them because of their unbelief. They didn't believe that Jesus had raised from the dead. He got on to them about that. Why, why are you so hard-hearted? Why don't you yet believe the things that God's Word has said? Then He said this to them. You shall go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. Anything that moves, if it's not doing right, preach the gospel to it. Use the name of Jesus. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Now listen to what he said. And he that believeth and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. We have any believers here today? Do we have any believers? Well, we ought to, ought to be some signs following us if we're believers, right? Listen to what he said. In my name. In my name. Why? Because when Jesus said, it is finished, the power of God went into that name. But Jesus wasn't finished because he gave us that name to use. And as we use that name, folks, Satan takes, pays attention. Not only does Satan pay attention, but heaven pays attention. Because Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. He will do it for you. He said, pray in my name and the Father will give it to you. So there's still power in the name of Jesus. But let's read on here in this. In my name they shall cast out devils. Well, I don't like that. But let me tell you something. You get to mess with the devil, you better have the name of Jesus or the devil will completely overcome you. He will. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. I don't understand that. Just hang on, honey, because over the next couple of weeks we're going to find out some things about that that we need to know. Because people say, oh, that's not for today. Well, the name of Jesus is still for today, isn't it? Come on. Now, don't shout me down because I'm preaching good, okay? He said, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. And now, I'm going to tell you something. There's some things about the Bible I don't understand, but I do believe this. I don't think he's telling us and giving us permission to go out and grab up rattlesnakes and kiss them to see if they'll not bite us. Okay? <laughs> he's talking here about the attacks of the enemy against you and I as we go forth in his name as we go forth to do the works of God, he's talking about the attacks of the enemy, how that they will not overcome us and they will not hurt us and harm us as long as we go in his name. You say, well, what about all these people getting, getting killed? Well, that's just that body dying. Their spirit's going to be with Jesus. Then he said, and they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Well, wow, that healing's passed away, hasn't it? Has it, Ginger? Has that healing passed away? Huh? Has it? It's not left, has it, Jody? Hey, I'm testify. I can testify. The healing has not passed away. He's still healing today. Why? Because his name is still real. And whenever he said it is finished, he didn't say all of this work that I've done is finished. No, because he told those disciples, what I've done you shall do also. Now he's telling them to go in his name. And let's read on some more about this right here. And they shall, and so the Lord, so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into glory into heaven, and sat on the right hand of, of God. I thank God He's there now. And they went forth, listen to this, they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. They went and the Lord was still working. The Lord was still working. The Lord was still doing things. And He's still doing things today, folks. He's not finished yet because He's not finished saving souls. He's not finished trading sorrow for joy. He's not finished... Uh, a given peace that passeth all understanding. 
He's not finished making a way out of no way. He's not finished loving you and you and you and you and me. He's still doing it. He's not finished healing the sick. He's not finished delivering the captives. He's not finished mending broken hearts. He's not finished uh, breaking the alcohol addiction or the drug addiction. He's not finished delivering from pornography. He's not finishing opening doors that no man can close or closing doors that no man can open. Folks, He's not finished because He's still our hope for tomorrow. Amen? Give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. Ask Paul if he was finished when he hung on the cross. No. Paul, the first mention of him in the Bible, we find his name is Saul. And the first thing we see, he was standing, giving permission, holding the coats of the men that were stoning Stephen. And he heard Stephen cry out and say, I see Jesus standing at the Father's right hand. And then he prayed, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Paul heard that. Then a few days later, he was on the way to Damascus to try to, to round up the Christians to kill them. And as he was going, there was a light shone around about him and knocked Paul off of the horse. And Paul's first words, as you read in Acts chapter 9, verse 4, he, the first thing, he, he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And all the thing that Paul could say is, and he said, Who art thou, Lord? <laughs> he knew who he was. He knew that Jesus wasn't finished yet. And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And, and Paul, now listen, and Paul trembling and astonished. I mean, the last vision he had of that guy was he was hanging on a cross. He was hanging there with a crown of thorns on his head and blood running out his side and, and life gone completely out of him. And the last thing, that, that, that was the last thing he remembered. But then the first thing he said, Lord, Lord. What will you have me to do? See, he, Paul knew that Jesus wasn't finished. And he knew that he was still working because if you go on over into Acts chapter 16, Paul come in contact with a demon-possessed girl. And he turned to that demon-possessed girl. This did this she many days. And Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus, Peter. What about her? And he came out of her that same hour. Oh, he knew that Jesus wasn't finished. And look at Peter. What about Peter knew that Jesus wasn't finished. He, he saw Jesus. He, he went through all of these things with Jesus. And then he was filled with the Holy Ghost and he preached Jesus. And then a few days later, he was on the way to the temple. And he's going to the temple. Here lay a lame man. And he, and he wanted something from Peter and John. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. That's Acts chapter 3. And verse 6, in the name of Jesus Christ. He knew that Jesus wasn't finished yet. He knew that wherever he went, that the Lord was going to work with him and, and, and do the things that God had said. Here's another thing. He, I know he's not finished yet because he's still working on me. Amen? He's still working on you. What's the song that children used to sing? and Becky, Becky started singing it when she was just small. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be because he's still working on me. Every day he's working on me. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 gives me the hope and the assurance that this job, that he's going to complete it one of these days because it says, being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it or complete it 
until the day of Jesus Christ. He's going to work in me until Jesus comes and gets me off of this earth. And then, folks, when I get home to heaven, I'm going to be just as perfect as He is. That's according to His work. Hallelujah. He's still working on me, still working on you. And, you know, when we take that, uh, when we think about that, we ought to make allowance for people every now and then. Amen? Hey, we ought to make allowance because everybody's not at the same place of being worked on or being completed. And some are a little bit ahead of others because they've been being worked on for a while. And then there's others that don't want God to work on them. All they want to do is just, I want to go to church and let that be it. And I don't want Him working on me. I want Him working on me, folks, because I want to be everything that He's intended for me to be in this life. Hallelujah. I want to see the things that God wants us to see. And let me tell you how He's working on me. He's cleansing me and washing me with His Word. He is doing this. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, where Paul is talking about a husband and wife and and how that they are to be with each other and and how the husband is to care for the wife. And he said that that a husband is to love his wife as Christ loved the church and that he is desiring to take that church and present it to God, a spotless bride. And he says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word. He's still washing me with His Word. Taking, showing me things. See, Jesus prayed, Father, I pray for these disciples that you sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. So he's still, he's still washing me. Every time I pick up the word of God and begin to read it, he's washing me. Every time I, I begin to apply the word of God in my life, he's cleansing me and he's helping me, he's growing me. And that's part of his completing my life is taking the word of God. See, folks, when we talk about He's still working, it don't mean that we just sit back and let Him do all the work. The Bible teaches us about fellowship. Fellowship is partnership. And if I want to be completed, I've got to be willing to be completed. And if I want to be washed and clean, I've got to be willing to be washed and clean. He's not going to grab me up by the collar and slap me upside the head 15 times and say, you're going to be right, you're going to be clean, and you're going to live right whether you want to or not. You know, that attitude has been presented through the church down through the years. Everything that he does, that he's doing for me, it depends on me be willing, being willing to allow it to happen. Folks, I, I lay myself wide open before him today to be everything he needs me to be. He's still baptizing in the Holy Ghost. In Luke chapter 3, verse 16, John said, when they came to be baptized, he said, there's one coming after me whose shoes that I'm not even worthy to undo. And when he's come, he will baptize you. He said, I baptize you with water, but he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You know, I think one reason that people get afraid of Holy Ghost baptism is because of that word fire. Fire don't just burn off stuff. It purifies things, folks. Purifies things. And so he's still baptizing people with the Holy Ghost. You say, well, don't we get all of that at one time? I hadn't got time to get into that this morning, but I'll leave you just a real quick, long, drawn-out answer. No. And I'll explain that to you. <laughs> next week. Be here next week. He's still, But he's still baptizing in the Holy Ghost. He told those disciples, he said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And he told them, don't leave Jerusalem, but tarry until you be endued with power from on high. And Luke, he said, I will send the promise of the Father upon you, the promise of the Holy Ghost. Listen, folks, the Holy Spirit is for us today. The Holy Ghost is for us today to be empowered by, to live by, to serve by, to worship by. 
to call upon Him by. And, uh, and so we need to realize that He's given us the Holy Spirit so that we can be the person that He desires for us to be. Uh, and He's still going about doing good. Oh, uh, every time, every time somebody's healed, Jesus ain't finished yet. Every time somebody's saved, Jesus is not finished yet. Every time somebody is, is, is blessed, Jesus is not finished yet. Every time a child that's been wayward comes in line with God, Jesus is not finished yet. Every time a home that's in trouble begins to get back together and the Lord's blessings begin to come on that home because of their desire for Him and desire for each other, Jesus is not finished yet. And I'm here to tell you today, if, you've got, if you're not saved, I'm telling you today, if you've got away from the Lord, I'm telling you today that if your home is a wreck, if your children's a wreck, if your parents are a wreck, if your brothers and sisters are a wreck, Jesus is not finished yet because He's still in business. Peter went and preached in Cornelius' house. Acts 10, 38, one of my favorite verses, and he said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed to the devil. People that are oppressed to the devil today, Jesus is still there for them. He's still come. He's still working. He hadn't finished yet. Now, here's another thing. Not only is He not finished yet, but He wants you and me to help Him get through. Yeah. He wants you and me to get involved in the work and help Him get through. Help Him get this work done, this work completed, so that we can come on off of this earth and out of this life, out of this misery and hell. In Matthew chapter 28, Verse 18, something that we're, that we're all familiar with. Matthew 28, 18 says, in verse through verse 20, you know what it says, don't you? Now here's, he's talking to us. And Jesus came and spake unto them. We're them. We're them saying, All power is given unto me both in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Go and do the things that I've done. Go and let me work through you. Let me speak through your mouth. Let me feel through your emotions. Let me hear through your ears. Let me see through your eyes. Let me work through your hands. Let me go through your feet. Go into all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. And he said, And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Hey, listen, there's a, bird, there's a word here that you need to get a hold of. Jesus wasn't sad because he was going away. He wasn't sad because he was sending those disciples out. But he said, Now then, I'm going to get to be with you. Because in the King James, this, verse, this word, lo, literally means wow. Wow. So he said, go into all the world and teach them all of these things. Wow, I'm with you. Let's get it done. I'm not finished yet, but I need you to help me. I need you to go. I need your mouth. I need your eyes. I need your feet. I need your hands. I need you to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I need you to speak the Word and demons flee. I need you to speak the Word and people's lives will be changed because you're speaking the Word of salvation. I need your feet to go because you can go in person in places that I can't go. Listen, folks, He needs us. He wants us. He wants us working with Him in this day and time. He's not finished yet. 
Are we finished? We act like it sometimes. Swallow on that for a minute. We act like sometimes like we're finished when it comes to things of the church, when it comes to things of the Lord. We're finished. We'll let somebody else do it. I've done it for a long time. It's somebody else's time to step up and take charge. Folks, it's not, you're not through with your time until you leave this earth. Amen? You know, I could feel that same way about pastor. I've been, I've been preaching now. August will be 48 years. And I could just sit down and fold up my feet and say, well, I've done all I can do. I'll let somebody else take over. I'll leave it to Mark and Pat and Jerry and J.J. and Bo and all of these other folks. I'll just leave it all up to them and I'll just sit back and do nothing. I'm not finished. Not finished at all. Somebody was talking about retiring the other day. I said, I'm not looking to retire. I'm looking to refire. I'm not finished yet. No, no way, any way whatsoever. And, and whenever I leave this earth, folks, I'm going to leave here preaching and teaching and believing the Word of God to a lost and dying world. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit because somebody don't believe it. I'm not going to quit because somebody wants to give up. I'm not going to quit, folks, because Jesus is not finished yet. Are you? Let's stand.